Hey, this is Jazz, Clayton, and Nia, and you're listening to The, the Conscious, Conscious Token Podcast. Podcast. This is only a test. <laughs> What's up, what's up, y'all? What's going on, y'all? Welcome to another episode of The Conscious Tokens. What? Episode two. Two. Whoa, 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 whoa. You gotta say it again. You gotta say okay. it again. What, what episode is this? <laughs> this episode two. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I'm I trying to... All right. <laughs> I was trying. All right. Welcome to episode number two. Baltimore's finest. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Do you know how many times, like, if I say I'm from Baltimore, oh, say two. Oh, absolutely. Then, then I'll say, absolutely. then I'll say two. <laughs> I'm trying to pronounce no, it right. You can't, you can't, no, you can't you switch can't. it up. Don't, don't try and play us like that. Definitely, definitely yeah. can't switch it up. In this in this episode of school days, and ironically, I remember the, one of the first times that I had I heard a really deep Baltimore accent was when I went away to school at uh, Morehouse College, and uh, a few of my homies that I still keep in touch with today from Baltimore, and we would tease them all the time with the heavy use <laughs> due to, you know, few like what true no, true. <laughs> Avenue. Uh, I love, I love you. I love y'all though. I love, I love my Baltimore fan. You know. I love us too. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 going into going into the pull up. How, how's your how's your week been? How's everyone's week been? Y'all, let me just say, let me just say this. So, to everyone listening, I just got back from Houston. And I need to pray and ask for forgiveness because I showed my ass, okay? <laughs> a time was had. A time was had. Juneteenth in Houston. Um, I'm going to just say this. Houston is full of scammers, okay? Because they just want to get your money. But at the end of the day, we had so much fun regardless of them trying to scam because we don't play that. Um, but I was in... <laughs> I was in Houston for Juneteenth, literally screaming, happy Juneteenth, everywhere I went. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> it was actually, like, the best feeling ever. Like, I felt like, it was just, like, a sense of, like, I don't know. It was just, like, I feel good about this. Like, I'm in Texas screaming happy Juneteenth. Like, it was something about that. Get to the airport. I'm ordering food. And as I check out, I tell the guy, happy Juneteenth. He's like, that's three. <laughs> I'm like, three people. Like, y'all are counting how many people say Juneteenth. <laughs> All I'm going to say is give my people time and a half and a bonus if they got to work on Juneteenth. Okay? Period. That's all I'm saying. I know that's right. That's, that's I'm dope. glad that you made it back Um, because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was on the Close Friends and I was like, oh, this looks interesting. Okay. <laughs> Close friends get everything. Close okay? friends, oh man. So if you're about, not in my close friends, you ain't seeing shit. Okay. <laughs> so what about the? I feel like you need to elaborate on the scammer situation in Houston. Like you said, yeah. scammers are everywhere. So, so did you have a, a situation that you ran into? Let's just say, 
let's just say mm-hmm. one of the waiters okay um let, I'm, I'm just saying this my best friend did a great job with planning everything have everything laid out um everything ran smooth like on our end everything was smooth it was the establishments that were saying like oh we're, your minimum is like you now need to get four bottles instead of three and we're like all right cool whatever you know we'll add the bottles but it just it, it's like it happened all the time like every time we went out oh. um but this one particular <laughs> establishment <clears throat> i won't say no names unless i can but i doubt i can um there was a de- you know when you make the deposit the deposit goes towards your you know your bill mm-hmm. <laughs> the deposit was 250 okay this uh, little bottle girl, okay, server decides to take the deposit and tip herself. Ooh. Oh, that's a oh, nice wow. tip. Yeah. Okay. So, it, so granted, you know, a tip was already, you know, a tip was already, you know, included, calculated, all of that. You know, the tip was given. She gave herself an extra two fifty. Oh, yeah. yeah. Gave her a hell. That's Ooh. what it was. Y'all gave her a hell. That's how she gave no, her. No, she didn't. She didn't know. She didn't do shit. She didn't do shit. And we got videos to prove it. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I, look, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And then I, I'm telling y'all, it was hot as shit. So I, I don't know. When we were down there, um, one of the rappers, like the local rappers, passed out from rapping on stage. Like it was oh, very hot. Yeah, wait, he like wait, from this wait. from the heat. Was this uh, Big Pokey? Yes, that was him. Yes, you yes. were. You were there. Then he passed. He well, passed away. I was. Yeah, yeah, he passed away. Yep, yep. So we were in, we were getting in the Uber, and um, the guy was like, "Yeah." We were like talking about how hot it was. He was like, "Yeah, um, you know, uh, big." You said pookie, pokey, pokey, big pokey. pokey, Okay, big pokey. Yeah, like he. They was like, "Yeah, he passed away on stage from from the heat." Because I, I said I was like, "How do you guys live? Like, how do you do it?" Because it was given, like, it was so hot, y'all. We went ATV ride, and I got off the ATV. I held my head. I was like, God, please. I don't know if I'm going to make it. It was so hot, okay? I was like, I'm hungry. I need water. Like, I was like, give me something. Like, I don't know what, I don't know. I I don't, I don't understand the weather. I I just don't. I don't get it. It, It's given. I'm never going back to Houston Except for when I go see Beyonce. That's it. There you go. There you go. That's it. Man. <laughs> that's that's, it. that's that is a uh, you you had an eventful Juneteenth weekend. Man, that's yes. definitely rest in peace to Big Pokey. I don't I don't know if you so there was a song back in I wanna say like, you know, oh five, oh four, Paul Wall sitting no, who was it? Sitting sideways. Yes. Paul Wall. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Big feature on Big Pokey. Yeah, it was Paul Wall. Yeah, because they're all H Town. Really? Slim Thug. Yeah, oh, all of them. wow. That's crazy. Yeah, Man, that is crazy. But... Yeah, shout out to the Uber driver Tony for telling me. <laughs> shout out to the Uber driver. You always need a solid Uber driver that knows knows what's going on in the city. You know. Shout out to Tony. I feel like Tony need an applause. Shout Give out to Tony, Tony an applause. Shout out to Tony. <laughs> oh man, what about you, Jazz? How, how, how was how was your week, man? How was your Juneteenth? My Juneteenth was quiet, which was what I wanted. I said 
last week that I wanted to sit on my black ass, and that's what I did. Um, you know, I ran a few errands. I really just enjoyed not having to work. And honestly, I think that has been the best way to start my week because I have been so productive at work. Like, <laughs> I have been, I've been back on my grind. I don't know how long it's going to last like that, but it was just, it was nice and centering and I enjoyed it. Really, I did. And I think I had a good weekend prior to Juneteenth. I went to, on Friday, I went to the Kennedy Center. They were having a Marvin Gaye tribute concert because it's been 50 years since what's going on. Um, And so Luke James was there singing all the things, looking very nice singing all the things. <laughs> and um, yeah, it, it was good. Then I went out. And I didn't get home till four in the morning. So y'all know I, I'm old. Okay. So I legitimately had to rest and sleep and all the things after that because Lord knows my body does not do that. But every time I'm out with Michelle, shout out to her. I, it's like I'm like 21 or something. And so. I had a good, I had a good weekend. No, that's, that's good. That's good. I feel like Jazz you need out those. at 4am? Yeah, you need, you need those what? once in the blue, you know, that, 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 it's, it's good. It keeps you young. I couldn't I, imagine. I, I couldn't imagine. No, it reminds me how old I am. It does not keep me young. It reminds <laughs> me that I am not 21 anymore. <laughs> I haven't been 21 in a long time. And my body is like, girl, hmm. Yeah, I take yeah, pills and I go out. Hydrated. That's how I last it. Hold, hold on. Hold on. You clarify that. <laughs> yes. Yes, yeah, let me clarify. clarify. Yeah, wait, Cla- yeah, 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 yeah. Give Jazz, give Jazz your rundown. I remember I pulled up on Tania while it's JP while one day. And she gave me this concoction on terms of a house. Go ahead. I, I'll let you tell it. I'll let you tell the story. All right. So basically, because I'm old too, Jazz. Um, I take it's called can I say? I don't know if I can say it. Um, it's called a party smart. So basically, it reverses like the out. I, look, you can get me down a rabbit hole with this one. All I know is it reverses like the alcohol in your bloodstream or something like that. Um, literally can get fucked up and you wake up and it's like nothing ever happened. Like no what hangover. Magic? It, it's yes. Yes, it is the magic pill. It is the okay, magic how do you, pill. How do you find something like this? That's what I want to know. This, like, this sounds like a Baltimore thing. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's not. It, it is not. Like some, it's not like some breaking. This was some Breaking Bad type shit. No, they sell it at a grocery store. Um, at I will a tell you guys. Okay, not all at grocery a, stores. It's like a organic store. Oh, okay. I yes. got you. I yes. Got you. Okay. So, I mean, honestly, like when JP and I went to um, Jamaica for a whole week, we like we took one every day, and we were in the gym every morning from getting like like we. I mean, I'm not gonna say he was drunk because he says he's never drunk. I say I'm. I know when I get drunk. Okay, and <laughs> <laughs> I was drunk this weekend, <laughs> and I I took my pills every every day and. I don't, it just, I don't know. I just wake up and I'm fine and I'm functioning. So yeah, water so I know they went. and party smart. Yep. 
Water right, party well, smart. So if you're 30 plus, if you're listening, you, if you're 30 plus out there and you're still trying to party hard, party yeah, smart. Party smart. <laughs> and drink the water. <laughs> Period. Sponsor. Shout out to party smart. Shout out to party smart. <laughs> Yeah, I need, I need, I need my, uh, I need my coins party smart because I've been putting y'all on for like years. So hit me up. <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> so Clayton, how are you doing? Oh man, I, I'm good. I'm good. I had a you know good good Juneteenth weekend overall, and it was Father's Day weekend. So shout out to all the fathers that are uh, you know doing your job. In your children's lives and your family's lives. Shout out to the fathers that are no longer here with us. Shout out to the future fathers uh, out there. Uh, it's you know I just gotta make sure that I'm I'm, I'm supporting, showing love to the fathers out there because we don't we don't get a lot of love. You know I gotta make sure that the love is 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 strong out there. So uh, yeah, I spent the weekend in DC, and um, it, it was good. It was a nice chill, nice chill weekend with the family. So no um no complaints. You know, was able to visit the African, not the African American Museum. It was the American History Museum, and they had like some elements of Black culture in there, of course. And that was that was pretty decent. So, um, so yeah, it was good. It was good. Oh, I might be on. There's a, a Black-owned coffee brand that's out there. Uh, shout out to Jalea Coffee, I believe it's called. But they were giving out free coffees. Um, right outside of the National uh, Museum of African American History and Culture, the, that's the name of the museum uh, out there. And I think they had a special um, that they were being sponsored for on BET or something like that. But it was good. So y'all might see me on some promo with with, okay. uh, with Harper, with my daughter, and everything. So it was, it, it was a good, nice little vibe. It, definitely good coffee. So shout out to Jalea Coffee. Yes, we like promos, and you know you should have asked them if they wanted to sponsor because that would have been cute too. But oh, I'm oh, I'm on it. I'm on it. Hopefully next episode. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? I'm waiting. I'm waiting for that. Uh, that that feedback. I'm waiting for the response. I love my coffee. Okay, mm-hmm. that that could be our next drink of the day because today it is not coffee. It is what mm-hmm. do we have, guys? <sighs> tea. I got a red cup of H two O right here. So we got tea and water, you know, (laughs) at some point this will actually be a drink. Um, Maybe the next one. I think, should we get it together for the next one? We need to. It's sounding real sober over here. It is. Nothing wrong with being sober. Don't get me wrong. Nothing wrong with that. (laughs) But shout out to Party Smart. Once we get Party Smart. (laughs) We'll Come on, out. Party Smart. That's exactly that's what I'm saying. We need Party Smart so we can, you know, we can have these drinks of the day, the episode. Like, come on, something. We need a little something because them, them shit's expensive. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's the only thing. I didn't tell y'all that. That's mm. the only thing. You go in the store, I'm like, damn, I gotta get a pack of like, <laughs> like oh. 20. It's gonna cost me like $40. Wholesale. Get it wholesale. Yeah. Come on, party smart. Come through. Come through. Please do. Um, okay, so that's our drink of the day. So then, you know, our next thing is per my last email. I think, Clayton, you have a story for us? Yeah, yeah. It's actually a throwback story. But I feel like it's been happening a lot more frequently. Or at least I am able to navigate and see what's going on in my environment. But yeah, just microaggressions, microaggressions in the workplace, microaggressions in your personal space. 
um, I remember, you know, working at an organization that in within the financial services uh, industry and uh, at this particular organization, it wasn't a lot of black professionals, you know, uh, in my team. Right. So the ones that I did uh, see uh, naturally, I gravitated towards them. You know, we all share something in common. We were black men in this space where it's not a lot of us, uh, you know, in this space. And, you know, I remember having a conversation. We all like we were on our break. You know, we all had a, um, you know, right by the water cooler and just standing around, just, you know, just catching up, you know, talking about cases and things like that. So one of my white coworkers walks by and he says, jokingly, like, "Uh oh, looks like we have some trouble uh, over here. So we're looking and we're like, um, trouble, like, what do you mean by trouble? So. The guy says, oh, you know, I'm just messing around, just joking around. So it's a, it's a group of black men conversing and just catching up, not doing anything wrong. And we have to be trouble over here, you know? So I, after, you know, at a happy hour, we had a conversation and I said, yeah, just look at the situation, right? He may not have understood what he was saying how he was saying it, how he would have been perceived. But if it was a bunch of, you know, white guys standing around or whoever else, you wouldn't have said, oh, we got trouble over here. Like, hey, what's going right. on? You know, right. so it's, it's it's just things like that, that those microaggressions where, you know, people just don't realize it. And I feel like if you have that conversation with them, that they'll realize it. Now, if they do it again, that's a whole different situation. So, you know, I can look back on it now, and it's, it's just funny. We, You know, the uh, guys that I went to um, work with, you know, I still keep in touch with them, you know, real close homies of mine. And we still bring that situation up. You know, we're all doing amazing things right now in life. So, got families, all of that stuff. So, so yeah, just microaggressions. Why? Scratch my hair. Like, what, what? Yeah, yeah. It's... So this reminds me of this book that I'm starting, that I'm reading right now. Um, Menda Hart's book, um, what is it? It's called Right Within, How to Heal from Racial Trauma in the Workplace. Mm. Um, Shout out to Menda Hart's. Yes. Um, and so the actually the um, chapter that I was reading this morning was about microaggressions. And I, the microaggressions I've had at, at many jobs over I honestly I think I have numbed myself to them I don't even remember them but I know that they happen because it's unlikely that as a black person in corporate America that I would not have experienced any microaggressions I think I remember the most egregious ones like um EVP touching my hair Mm. without consent and um the comments being made about my hair because you know one day I have braids or one day I don't and you know oh especially when I was transitioning my hair from being straight to going natural and everything like that so um yeah I don't think the interesting part about it is that I don't think I've ever talked to anyone or said anything about it Mm. and I've kind of just let it happen 
And I don't know, I and I think sometimes because it's usually from a person in a position of power t- towards me that says the thing or does the thing. Um, and now being in a virtual space, right, microaggressions look different. Mm-hmm. And it's more in an email and I'm quick with my words. So I'll go back in an email. I, you know, come for me, I'll come for you. Like you got this. <laughs> per my last email. Um, per my last email. Okay. So I think it'll be interesting as we merge back into more hybrid spaces, conferences and all the things um, and me being newly this like space taking person, not with it. I don't know how I'm going to deal with microaggressions now. Cause I don't have the patience mm. and I feel like I might, I might be quick to say something. As, as, as you should, as, as you should, as you should with this, yeah. with this new culture where, you know, looking at the diversity, equity, inclusion and belonging. They want to have these conversations. If you want to have these conversations, you got to be uncomfortable, you know, with these conversations, you know, and, and uh, just reflecting on Minda Hearts, her first book that she uh, released, the memo, you know, she talked about that, like navigating through uh, corporate spaces, corporate America as a young black woman and having that voice to actually speak up now. And it's it's it's, it's been too long where we've been, having to take these microaggressions and just kind of, you know, put them up, pushing them off to the side. It's, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's time now. It, it is what it is. And it's funny you had that hair uh, situation because I had something like that last week. And as I told y'all, you know, I cut my hair low for the season, you know, it was a little too low. So um, ran into my, um, my leader who's, you know, based in, she's, she's based out of state and, she sees me at this, it was a cookout that we had. You know, I think I mentioned I was a company cookout. And she says, you know, I had sunglasses on and everything. She said, Clayton, I almost didn't recognize you. You know, like what happened to your your, your, your curly top? Like, your what? Curlies? My, my, my little curly top that I had, you know, that I usually had, you know, because <sighs> almost she kind of reminded me of my daughter, like, daddy, you know, where did your hair go? Right. But, you know, but she's like, come on, you're grown, you're a grown ass woman. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you almost didn't recognize me. You know, it's, 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 it's just, it's, it's funny. It's just, it's just really funny how, how they, you know, how we got to move a different way. And yeah. I'm like, okay, I said, next time I'll take my glasses off and maybe you'll recognize me. You know, but can I ask I how many black folks is it for her to have not recognized you? That's the other thing too. Oh man, uh, it's not a lot. I could probably count on one okay. hand how many black men are there, which is unfortunate. Uh, okay, you know, black men with beards, with a beard. See, there you go. Solves two. The problem. two, two, two. Okay, there you go. Two. Two. So right. it's not that hard. Yeah, and one and one works one works in IT that's there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesus. <laughs> See, that's the thing. I think we try and give we we really because that's the other side of the conversation around microaggressions. It's like, well, did they mean that? And I feel like as black people, especially as you know, token black people in white spaces, mm. um, we are all usually on the side of saying and trying to give 
amends or trying to explain away what people are saying to us or what they're doing to us. And it's like, but why? Why are we feeling the need to even do that for them? Like, Mm -hmm. and so with this situation, it ain't but what two of y'all that potentially could fall into the category of black men with beards. So for her to say, oh, I almost didn't recognize you. Like, it's almost, it's it's illogical. Right, right. What? Right. So I'm either this person or the other person, but you, I'm one of two. So Mm -hmm. you recognize me. Like, no, you're just, you're making a stupid comment about my hair, which we don't make comments about people's hair. Like, I don't go into work uh, and, and be like, oh my gosh, your hair, you actually washed it this morning or something. Like, I, I don't do stuff <laughs> like that. Like, oh, man. Wait, wait. Hey, don't forget the hair clip. You got, either got the hair clip and it's up, or you got the ponytail and it's wrapped up, or you got the it in the bun. Or, you, you know, like, okay, cool. Like, I still know who you are. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, and guess what? I know your name. Even though there are seven of y'all that are named the same exact name, I know right. your name, right? right? Like I don't I don't act like, oh, I'm gonna call you someone else's name because there are only a two of y'all. Like that should make it easier to remember our names, but yet y'all still don't do it. Not at all. Per my last email. Mm, well, you know what? On that note, hit him, hit him, hit him with the drum roll. Hit him with okay. the drum roll. Cause we're moving into word of the day. Word of the day. And the word of the day is dummy. <laughs> is that how you supposed so, to say it? Is it dummy? It's dummy. Dummy, 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 dummy. No, like no, dummy. no, no. So there is a difference between dummy and dummy. I'm saying two different things right now. Did y'all catch that? No. No, I'm like completely over. <laughs> I think completely okay. Over I think, my... Okay. So so I okay. So if you're from Baltimore, you know like it's just natural to call somebody dummy. Like you just like, yo, what up, dummy? Like it's not it's not uh it's not rude. It's actually friendly. Um so <laughs> if someone like if you're in Baltimore and they like, oh yeah, like what up, dummy? Like Yo, dummy, you good? Like, if you hear that, like, they're really, they're really concerned. <laughs> like, they are really concerned for your well-being. <laughs> wow. But let me say this. So I know the difference between dummy and dummy. Okay. And if you call me a dummy, I'm going to flip out. Okay. Because you're literally calling me dumb. Okay. But if you're calling me a dummy, I'm like, oh yeah, you being, what's up? Like, it's, I don't know. It's like a Baltimore thing. I think you know what dummy people are referring to. Like, I will literally flip out if I know you're really questioning my intelligence. I know, guys. I know it sounds so stupid. Is I it how long you, you say faces? the word? <laughs> say it right, again. I'm trying to, I'm trying is to say it. Yeah, like, is it, it? No, you just know. <laughs> like, is it, like, is just, it, and I, I think I know where Jazz is going. Is it like, context clues um yes and how you kind of use it yeah so like like you said said it the same way so i'm not she said it the same exact way i I kind of did yeah yeah it it kind of does it kind of is gonna it's gonna it's it's the same word essentially it's just how you use it from me being from the dmv if i call you dummy you're gonna get mad right because 
you no, know that it depends I, on how you do it. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna get mad because maybe you're trying to channel your inner Baltimore. All right, use it in a sentence. Let's let's use it in a sentence. I think we need to use it in a sentence. <laughs> so like, okay, if someone says, like, um, okay, like I gave an example of like the friendly version, right? Like, yo, what up, dummy? What you doing? Fuck it is, dummy. Like that's that's all okay. And I know that last one sounded aggressive, but it's it's really okay. <laughs> I promise y'all. Um, but like, if someone is to say like, like. Yo, what dummy like what are you talking about you dumb like like if it's in that sense it's like nah you really like you're really calling me a dummy you get what i'm saying mm-hmm. yeah. so, it, it's just tone. how you use it tone. it's the tone it, yeah it's yeah okay. it's the context so yeah, it's all say, of that so you can't say what up dumb like you gotta say dummy right you definitely gotta say what up dummy yeah yeah you just say what up dummy yeah yeah. Now sometimes people play and say, "Yo, you dumb." Like people do play like that. I I don't. Like I I just don't because mm. that's just me. Like What's I don't play. Like, oh, huh? Is that an over 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 east over west thing? Like who who usually says <laughs> dumb? Who plays around like that? I mean, I used to say it when I was younger all the time. Like you dumb. <laughs> like <laughs> all the time. Period. All the time. I just don't like it now. <laughs> so. <laughs> I don't like people calling me dumb, okay? Mm. I can call you dumb. You can't call me dumb. All right. Okay. So thank you for our word of the day. Dummy. We're going to have to get somebody from like over east or over west to come in and like really tie this together. Seriously. All right. So, so, so I I actually got a story about that too because when I first moved down here, um, my neighbor um, across the street from me, He's, you know, Baltimore through and through, right? Like heavy accent, everything. And one day he said that to me. He said, "Yo, what up, dummy?" And I'm looking around, like, "Wait, what? Like, hold on, what, what, what did I do?" <laughs> right? I was so, I was so confused. I was so lost. And he explained it to me, and I said, "Oh, okay, all right." <laughs> so I'm not gonna say it back to him because I'm gonna just sound like a dickhead if I say something <laughs> like that, you know. So I'm not doing it, but I, I get it. I get it now. So it's all about the context and the tone. Yeah, it's about the context and the tone. Because, I mean, honestly, someone can really be cussing you out and calling you a dummy. And they're, like, not necessarily calling you a dummy. But they're cussing. Like, they're really going in, like, at you. So it really just all depends. It's like, I just can tell when you're really trying to insult my intelligence. I can tell. So so don't try that shit over here. (laughs) Call call me dummy. And I'm telling you, I'm a no. I'ma know. My spidey senses. They tingle. Spidey senses they tingle. Tingle. Your Baltimore, your Baltimore senses tingle. My Baltimore senses be tingling. Like <laughs> I know what you talk about. Oh shoot. You are no. not friendly. You are not friendly. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, um, we appreciate our word of the day from Tania. Um, make sure that you all are using the word in the proper context and don't call Tania a dummy. Yeah, because y'all see y'all seen that graph, right? <laughs> Just fuck around, you're gonna find out, okay? <laughs> oh man. Speaking of dummy, transitioning uh, to Porta Culture. Yeah. Here we go. Man. So uh over the past week, we NBA superstar. 
potentially future face of the NBA, Ja Morant, a.k.a. Ja Wick, if you uh, are on social media anywhere. But this kid likes to play with guns. He's, uh, what, 23 years old? Very young, young kid. You know, only a few years in the NBA. Uh, Has a Nike deal now, a shoe deal, um, courtesy of Kyrie, since Nike dropped Kyrie for, you know, a whole different situation. Um, But now, yeah, Nike still has some sign. But uh, earlier this year, so back in March, John Morant, was caught in a strip club outside of Colorado and Denver. I think they just finished a game or something like that. And he was, you know, once again, flashing flashing guns. Uh, caught on camera, some of the dancers, the entertainers that are in there, said he was acting like a clown, didn't like it. Uh, but he threw a lot of money. And apparently, you know, the, the entertainers didn't give the money back, but he was still a clown, you know. And <laughs> next thing you know, the NBA and the league gets uh, caught of this. I mean, gets uh, wind of this, and they suspended him for eight games or eight days or something like that. So he missed like two games in total, uh, about six hundred thousand dollars at the time. So he said that he uh, went and got help. Apparently, he went to like a drive-through mental health institution because it didn't it didn't work. <laughs> It didn't work for Wait, him. You know? A drive through Okay. He right. there, yeah, supposedly he spent some time down in Florida, allegedly, and uh, seeked help, but he was back. That was the wrong um, state to go to. That's the problem. Ooh, Period. yeah, that's probably what it was. Should have yeah. went to Houston. That damn oh, heat would have really got him right. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, but now, uh, NBA playoffs, you know, went on. The Memphis Grizzlies, his team got, got uh, kicked out. Uh, or lost, I should say. And next thing you know, John Morant is on social media again, playing with allegedly a gun. So he did come out and he said that it was a lighter or something like that. Yeah. But if you if you sat down with the commissioner, Adam Silver, told him that face to face that you would not be playing with guns anymore. You realize the repercussions. He has millions of followers on social media, and you're still playing with something look that looks like a gun. So fast forward to the second uh, instance, and uh, the NBA suspended John Morant for 25 games starting in the 2023-2024 season. So what does that mean? 25 games. So uh, from the NBA's perspective and the National Basketball Players Association, they just redid their uh, collective bargaining agreement, right? So there's 82 games in the season. And because he's suspended for 25 games, in order to qualify for, like, certain awards, like MVP, all of that stuff, um, you need to play at least uh, 70 – no, not 75, like 70 games. Let's just say 65, 70 games. If he's suspended for 20 – no, 65 games, that's what it is. If you're suspended for 25 games, you can't qualify mm-hmm. for any of that. So on top of 25 games where he makes $300,000 per game, He's also losing out on all of this money and uh, potential endorsements. So he's losing about 50 to $60 million. So I don't know what to say. Like, you're, like he's trying to play this, like, quote-unquote gangster uh, life, and he hasn't even come from that lifestyle at all. So I don't know, I don't know what it is. What, what, what do y'all think? Who, does he need, like, attention or... What is it? Well, but can we can we talk about the fact that he's only 
How old is he? Twenty three. Is that? How I believe old he's twenty three. I think he's twenty three years old, and okay, he has a daughter. So, he's a parent too. He's also a parent. Okay, but he's still a child. So I mean, yeah. we have to think about the fact that his frontal lobe has not completely formed, and he is making adult decisions with a baby brain, like an mm. adolescent brain. So. I'm not going to fully excuse everything that he did because he does have a following and, you know, unfortunately they're going to be young black boys who see, you know, someone that they're looking up to holding a gun and thinking that it's cool. And we all know that gun culture is so problematic for all the reasons, but I think we also have to extend grace in the fact that he's a child, like, I think about the dumb things that I did when I was 23. If I had millions of dollars and I could have done even bigger, dumber things, I probably would have done bigger and dumber things. Mm. And to be held to a standard, yes, I understand, like, you know, he's playing basketball and so he should already have, quote unquote, decorum and all those things. I think about, like, the respectability politics of, you know, when you have away games, you wear suits and everything like that, like that's instilled in players from a young age. So I get that idea, but I still, I want to, I want to give him grace. I, I want to acknowledge the fact that 23 is not the age in which you're supposed to be making like the best decisions. And if he were not in the NBA, he would probably be what having just finished up college i was a wreck y'all like (laughs) i was a mess 23 year old jasmine no no and thank god social media wasn't what it was then as what it is now right yeah that's that's the other thing (laughs) he's just getting caught up because social media exists Mm -hmm. had social media not existed you know yeah uh... that's a good point I, mean, I still yeah. think that, yeah, I still think that, like, all right, one time, okay, like, two times, like, all right, now, like, you know, keep doing it. It's just like, all right, at, at what point can there be some type, like, can help be given? All right, well, susp- I mean, if you first of all, you're messing with money at this point, you know, like, contracts, you know, um it could be something as simple as like look just take his phone like just like why feel the need to record allegedly with something that looks like a gun why right right. what does that do for you i mean i'm not saying that he can't go out and do whatever he wants to do and in the privacy of his own home do what you want to do but to record it and to have that it's just kind of like you're really just setting yourself up and to jazz point yeah we all did stuff back in our days that we probably be like, damn, I shouldn't have did that. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> glad yeah. it wasn't on camera. <laughs> you yeah. know, okay. like um, but then it's just like, you know, we know how to move forward and I think it's showing grace in the situation. Um, because I feel like the older we get, the more we don't like to deal with foolishness or nonsense. Um, you know, I feel like I sound like the older, like when I was young and the older the older people would be like, oh, I don't got time for that. You're not supposed to do this. You need to do this, you know, do it this way because they've lived it and they, they're just trying to help. Um, so it's like, I, I feel like I'm older and I'm in that space now where I can say like, you know what? I need to get this child to your point, Grace. Um, but he needs help. 
Yeah. Send him to Houston. Send him to Houston in that heat. I'm telling y'all. That heat gonna fuck him up. I mean, he needs people in his corner who are gonna have his back, right? Because I think the other piece of this, and I've heard other people um talk about it, is the fact that every time he's caught up with his friends. And so mm-hmm. who are your friends that are allowing mm-hmm. you, knowing that you got this money on the line, to get caught up and be on these lives in situations in which you have a gun or you have a lighter that looks like a gun. So, I mean, I think he just needs better people. But again, I will say at 23, you know, I'm not friends with everybody that I was friends with at 23. Right. So it, it's, it's, you know, he's, he's growing and learning out loud. And it's just unfortunate that it's in the way that it is and that mm-hmm. it's impacting so much because, Lord knows, I mean, losing 50 to $60 million, I can't even fathom that because I haven't seen that amount of money. But <laughs> not yet. I probably yet. shit my not, pants. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Yes. Not yet. Yes, Clayton. Not yet. I haven't seen it yet. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I want to... I want to extend grace for the child because, you know, I I study adolescent health and I I just feel like we expect a lot out of adolescents and it's, it's unfair because we all are a mess. Yeah. That's facts. facts. I just, I just hope, uh, I mean, he has both of his parents in his life. He has, you know, mentors that he could reach out to, you know, you have, you have LeBron James, who's the, you know, on, on the Mount Rushmore of greatest players, but also like doing things on and off the court where, you know, I hope he could talk to him, you know, because I think LeBron's the, the last, the, the worst thing LeBron's ever done was taking a jersey or something like that before the whole, you know, name image likeness deals started. And he got in trouble for that. That was it. You know, he's a family man, not everything. So I just hope someone reaches out to him because his parents aren't doing it right now. So I, I, I don't know. But uh, yeah. yeah, that's, that's John Morant. You know, get, get some help, John. That's all we got to say. Somebody to take his phone and give him a little spank on the ass. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Well, with the switch, with the, with the switch, no gentle parenting for him okay no gentle oh, he, he does not he, he, need, he, he, he needs to go outside go go pick his uh his uh because he want to be showing allegedly showing weapons go pick go pick your weapon of choice okay <laughs> and by weapon guys uh, i mean a stick a twig okay for twig. clarification purposes mm-hmm. oh gosh oh lord oh man Speaking well, of, well, there, there are probably many a people that just got triggered by what you just said. Um, <laughs> apologies for that. Because... I'm so sorry, y'all. My bad. I'm so sorry. That did sound oh, bad. Man. Speaking of violence, absolute PTSD. Speaking of violence, mm, who's talking about this one? Because I, I, I can't do it. it. I can't do it. I... Can we skip it? We can. Let's skip it. We can. For for the audience to know, we were going to speak about um, Jonathan Majors, but I just I just don't want to talk about it. So I think we're just going to skip it. And you know, when we find out some more on August third, we'll talk about it then. But for now, we're 
we're gonna skip it. So let's actually go to the Earth is Ghetto. The dun, Earth dun, dun. is Ghetto. Y'all. Ghetto. Y'all, have y'all heard about this submarine? <laughs> have you heard about this submarine? Ooh, if yeah. you have been under a rock, you might be lost with these people in the submarine because Black Twitter is all a rage about these five people <laughs> who have been stuck in a submarine for, I think, three days now? Is this the mm-hmm. third day? Yeah. And supposedly they only had two more days where they might survive. Well, now, I think tomorrow, right? Is it tomorrow? Thursday? Oh, is it Thursday? Oh. I'm not sure. Last I checked, I kept seeing 40 hours and I feel like that was maybe like 24 50 hours. hours. They have 50 hours of potential life uh, or okay. potential air. Okay, so let's let's go into it. So essentially, these rich people and for the purposes well, of not just rich, being honest, wealthy. Wealthy. wealthy Hell yeah. Billionaires <laughs> decided that they wanted to go and explore the Titanic um, wreckage. Now, if you know anything about the ocean, the Titanic wreckage is literally like at the bottom so far deep down that like we don't go down there. We don't. Mm-mm. We we don't know anything that's going on down there. Mm-hmm. So, and also let me put in context. This is wealthy white people, okay? It's no black people on this submarine just like there were no black people on the Titanic. I think it's one guy who's from uh, Pakistan too. I think he's an oil like tycoon or something like that. And his son. No black people. Yes. (laughs) Right. And his son. Okay. So they decided to get in this submarine that somebody built that had already been told, and somebody had already said that this is not a good idea. Y'all shouldn't do it. But they fired that person. And they're on this submarine that was literally being operated by like like a Nintendo joystick. I, I mean, a game. Oh, I'm not a Super NES controller. Oh man. I mean, maybe a Sega Genesis controller, but no. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's, Nintendo, like, it's given yeah. Nintendo 64. No, it's definitely given oh. yes. a Sega Genesis. Sega Genesis. Okay, a Sega Genesis yep. controller is how they were operating. There was no type of data being shared. They were getting information by text message through the submarine. And it just all sounds like this is the dumbest thing that you could have ever thought to do in the first, in in the world. So OceanGate is the name of the company that made this. What is oh. it called? The Titan, the, the Titan, Titan submarine. Mm-hmm. And so now here we are. OceanGate has potentially killed five people um, because they can't find the submarine. The really creepy and disgusting thing is, is that they said. They could hear banging every 30 minutes on the side of from like the sonar readings. So clearly the people were or are still alive down there. And as much as Twitter has been going ham on this, um, I do just want to say, you know, it's never it's never a good day when lives are lost. Um, But also sometimes you shouldn't put yourself in situations like this. So. What's y'all's thoughts? Look, when I heard the price of the ticket, okay, I said this 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 ain't none of my business. <laughs> this ain't none of my business. No, no, not the yes. price of the ticket. For, 
for clarity, <laughs> the price of the ticket was two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I ain't doing mm-hmm. it. No. I mean, I wouldn't do it even if it was free. Okay, let's be very clear. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. But when I heard two hundred fifty thousand, I was like, "Yeah, this, this, this is out of my." Mm-mm. Let me go ahead and keep it's it out, out of my friend's range. Huh? <laughs> no, that's that is. I'm gonna stay in my lane, okay? <laughs> yeah, in order that ain't to, it. Yeah, you you paying two hundred fifty thousand dollars to be stuck in a metal tube, going to depths Crazy. that can implode you like the human body yes. just because of the water pressure and everything it's not mm-hmm. i'm i'm cool i'm good off of that i'm good off of that and, and and i think the same you can get that same experience like paying 200 250,000 going into space you know and they've been doing that you know for years now but yeah that whole titanic like that titanic sunk for a reason and it's down there for a reason and as been able to, to float back up for a reason so why would you want to go down there if you want to watch the titanic you better uh get your vhs or dvd or whatever you got stream it look you know shout out to HBO, leonardo DiCaprio. It's, it's, it's probably it's, it's probably uh trending now all the people oh two fifty yeah you can get you <laughs> yeah can, you can no, watch seriously. The, the titanic <laughs> for 9.99 a month or hbo max or max whatever it's called now you don't gotta pay two fifty. Two hundred fifty thousand. Everyone's watching Titanic now. <laughs> you can go see it now. Yep. I ain't even gonna hold y'all. I feel like I'm about to watch Titanic because I just feel oh, no. like what? What is going on? Why? Oh man, yeah, mm. it sucks though. That is the earth ghetto. But the one thing I do want to say about this is low key. Um, I love how people have been bringing together the stories of the orcas and the whales that have been killing people on the yachts or destroying yachts. Um, so some people said that the orcas got the people and that they're like, they holding them hostage. And I love it. I love it. I love oh, it. Oh man. Um, not, not, not free Willy. Not free Willy. Free Willy got so. the submarine hostage. Oh no. Oh man. Damn. That's what I'm telling y'all. Black Twitter has been on fire. It has been so good. I need to good. get on Twitter. So good. TikTok even too. I was on TikTok and I was like, yo, this is hilarious. Um, So anyway, I am team Orca for the day that they potentially want to come for other people and everything like that. <laughs> Look, y'all can have the ocean. I'm, I'm not... I'm not yeah. doing anything towards y'all, so yeah, that's wild. Yep, I don't, crazy. I'm not doing it's it. It's crazy, yeah. Like you know how much of the ocean we yeah. haven't explored yet. Like it's, we've only explored like five percent. Explored three. Okay. Yeah, like five percent of the ocean. Yeah. I think yeah, it's ninety-five percent that's left that we haven't explored yet. The orcas, they can, like you said, they can have it. I'm cool. I don't want no they no smoke. It. I don't know. Mm-mm. Nope. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. All of them. The sharks, the whales, everybody. Oh, y'all got that. Look, that's y'all's. I just like to be on the little <laughs> outskirts right there on the sand. Right where it right where it meets and it's all pretty and stuff. That's all I, I don't want. even want to do that's that. All I, I don't need the rest of it. I'm sorry. I don't just even want I don't even want to see it. I like I like I don't mind. You like don't I like I, I like I, I like going to the beach, but I feel like, you know, when, especially you got to go to like the beaches that have the real clear water. You can't go to like, 
no yeah, wildwood yeah. or nothing like that. You, you know, like I need to be what, able to Sandy see Point? my toes. What is that? Sandy Point. Oh no, not Sandy Point. Yeah, what was that? Yeah, what, yeah, what's the one that's down in Maryland? Oh man, Sandy Point. The Sandy Point. That's Sandy the Point. Yeah, yeah, no. orange. Yeah, no. Uh, uh-uh. yeah, that, that sounds like the uh, like the Simpsons nuclear plant like leaking into the the the, the river or whatever in Springfield. You know, and on the Simpsons. You don't want to do that. You jump in there and, and you come out with, with eight toes on one foot. Like, you don't want none of that. I'm cool. I need to be able to see my, my toes at the bottom of whatever water I'm standing in. I'm good. I don't ever, like, oh, like step around and, like, think you stepping on something. You're like, oh, shit. Like, you, you know, it might be like a – and it's just, like, seaweed or yeah. something. But you think it's something else. It yeah. might be something else. You can't yeah. tell. Yeah, No. <laughs> it's been a while though since I've been to the ocean. I need to. I need to do that. Yeah, last yeah. time I was. Well, what? It was Jamaica. Yeah, Jamaica. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, clear, clear water out there though. Right. All right, y'all. So, topic of the week: school. Man, you got to talk about school. Look, this is what y'all said to talk about. <laughs> no, school, school, school is cool. What's what's the uh, the old saying? School is cool. There you go. Yeah, I feel like you know, school is what is June. School just let out. Um, you know, a few of the the kids in my neighborhood. You know, they're going away to uh, you know different colleges and things like that. So you can see like the trunk. You're getting ready for the trunk parties and all of that stuff. And it just, you know, it, it, it took me back a little bit in terms of, you know, just, just my experience, at least, you know, finishing up high school, um, getting ready for college, fill, filling out those applications. And, um, you know, I feel like it'll it'll tell another story, you know, another side to, you know, just our, our overall upbringing. So um, I know for me, uh, I wanted to go to, I wanted to go away initially, you know, to school. So finishing up at uh, in high school. Uh, I didn't know what I know now, obviously, with how much school costs and the, the way these student loans are looking. And I feel like <laughs> I feel like my counselor, I love her to death, still keep in touch with it uh, today. But they ain't really schoolers in terms of like, yo, like you filling out these, you signing off on these master, these master promissory notes and everything to take out $50,000 <laughs> and you 17 years old, 18 years old, and you wanted to pay that back somehow. Crazy, you no. Know? And and instead of telling you like, yo, you need to go to the school that's that's paying you for your education, you know, it should be the other way around. So, um, yeah, and especially with this whole buying situation, he's trying to you know get in good graces again, and you know trying to trying to oh, re up yes. this 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 uh, what loan student loan forgiveness and no nah, loans kicking back in come August <laughs> the end of August. I so uh, I, I heard that I heard that, and I'm gonna need them to reconsider. Okay, because yeah. if we haven't been paying all this time, what am I paying for? <laughs> because oh, okay. seems to me that the government is still still moving. Y'all still getting paid. Everybody's Just fine. Still getting paid. So mm-hmm. y'all don't need this student loan money. I I've already forgiven myself. I'll say this time and time again. Um, <laughs> I've forgiven myself. Um, you know, God forgave all sins. So. That's that's between them and whoever they need to go check with. Nelnet, I think, is my service provider. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm not paying these loans, so listen. Yeah, 
Listen. Look, if Biden want my vote, he better forgive them damn loans. I'll tell you that. <laughs> there you go. Hey, <laughs> Cornell West. Cornell West said he's going to forgive all loans. Whoever forgiving loans is going to have my vote, okay? Because <laughs> America is already effed up, okay? So, don't matter who's in charge, forgive my student loans and you got my vote. Oh, I shouldn't be putting man. my foot in my mouth like that. I promise you, I don't shouldn't be putting that. my foot in my mouth. Don't do that, because Cornel, <laughs> yeah. Cornel West is another Kanye situation. So no, oh, please don't. Man. Trust me. Oh, man. Look, so, I'm going to just say this. If I can hang in there for four years with him, and my loans is done. I don't know, Jazz. It's looking real promising. I don't right. care how crazy you are. Right. Oh, man. I mean, we survived Trump, so. Yeah. Period. Exactly. Exactly. It was another four years. You it know, ain't going to hurt nothing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. But, I, but yeah, I, I know for me, like, I uh, definitely wanted to get out of Philly and you know, I ended up going, starting my college uh, career at uh, Morehouse College. So shout out to Morehouse, you know, all, all of my uh, my Morehouse men out there uh, or men of the house, if you're going through Morehouse right now. And um, yeah, due to financial aid, listen, I had to take my ass back home to Philly, you know. So uh, yeah, they, they, they don't they don't tell you all of that uh, initially, but definitely a great experience, you know, while I was down there. And, you know, like I said, I met a lot of people. Still keep in touch with them today. Um, pull up at homecoming occasionally. It's been years since I, I pulled up at homecoming, but uh, yeah, going to you know uh, an HBCU, you know, and then transitioning to uh, Temple University. Shout out to uh, the TU, Cherry and White. Uh, it was a whole different experience, you know, going there. Um, going, you know, a, a predominantly white institution, a PWI, but it was still, you know, in in, in an urban setting, you know, in in the heart of North Philly. And um, it, it was, it, it wasn't the same vibe in terms of like the professors for me at least, and you know the professors wanting you to see you succeed, so you kind of had to fight a little bit more, you know, for you know to get by, you know, for the most part. But um, yeah, that was that was my my undergrad experience at least. So, so Tania, what about you? You know, with oh. Coppins Coppins finest. Man, I was so first of all, thank you for clarifying that Temple is a PWI, okay? Oh yeah, yeah, it's a because a lot of people, I don't know if you guys remember because like a couple years ago I remember like, "Oh yeah, Temple's a HBCU." I was like, "Stop lying. Stop." Oh, no. Y'all haven't y'all no. haven't heard that before? No. Man, I, wait, I've was heard it, wait, it wait, like wait. around uh-huh. I think I saw some shirts. Somebody, somebody had some shirts. This was around like when Blackish was really popping. I think it was like Temple ish, and it was like like HBCU ish, but it had like the Temple colors or something like that. Man, yeah, no, it's not an HBCU. They, it's not. So thank you for that. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, so my path initially, um, because I went to a Catholic school. Well, I went to I, I did public school, but then. Um, my senior year, well, not my senior year, I'm sorry, my, in high school, I went to um, Seton Keogh High School, which is now closed. So um, there's actually like a documentary on Netflix about it. Mm. Yeah, crazy. Um, but okay. um, I, looking back at it, the same experience as you, it's like, I mean, it, mine's kind of different, right? It's like, hey, you need to get into college, right? So 
all the seniors, they will put your acceptance letters on the wall. So, you know, you're a senior, you're like, I got to make sure my name is on that wall, right? It's like the big mm, thing, right? That's how they get you. Um, that's how they get you. Yeah. Exactly. And then like, you're, I'm, I'm going to school with a bunch of white girls. So it's like, you know, Penn State, Johns Hopkins, um, University of Maryland, like these big name schools. And I'm like, okay, I can't do no little school. I got to be something big. Um, I will say my guidance counselor did fight to get me into um, Penn State. So I got into Penn State and that's where I was going to go. Right. I was excited. I was like, oh, I'm going to Penn State. Me and my best friend were going. Um, my grades from transitioning from like public school to like a pre, like a college prep school, um, you know, she basically was like, you know, fighting for me. Right. She was like, oh, like, cause I had like C's. I'm not gonna lie. I'm like, I had some C's there. Okay. Um, but she was basically just saying like on a scale from like my C's are equivalent to like an A and a B depending on like what, mm, the, like the class. Right. Um, so they, yeah, they accepted me, um, got in y'all. The cost of the tuition. Oh, Penn State, yeah. Mm-hmm. So as a first generational student, I knew nothing about like even the scholarship process. Like I'm just trying to figure it out. I worked three jobs my senior year, you know, trying to figure out financial aid. Long story short, your girl paid for her like application, played like paid the it was like three hundred something dollars, like you know, to accept and everything. They wasn't trying to give me no money. My mom was like, oh. I'm not signing no parent plus loan for no almost $40,000 a year. And she said, get that shit out my face. Get somebody else to do it. Um, shout out to so mom. Yeah. Shout, out to, shout out to my mother. Like, let's give it up for her because she was like, you are not going to put my ass in debt trying to go to school. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, shout out to mom. So, yeah. So, I ended up... Um, going through like a state of depression my what should have been my freshman year um and i ended up going to like a community college and transitioned to um and i did get accepted into other schools as well i want to be clear about that but that was where i wanted to go with Penn state um and then i was like you know what i want to do nursing that was my thing and so coppin had came to like a career fair and um i almost went to morgan almost just almost um but Coppin has a has a better nursing program. Um, so that's where I, I, I wanted to go. Went to Coppin, changed my major from nursing to accounting, and just had the best experience of my life. Um, you know, having walking around feeling comfortable, you know, going to all white school, you know, you kind of feel like even though we did our own thing, it, it's just kind of mm-hmm. like, all right, well you know, here you go. Again, the microaggressions, right? You know, not having to worry about if my hair looks a mess and someone saying something or, you know, being able to wear my hair however I wanted to. But at that time, I think I was like pressing a mess on my hair. So I had hella heat damage. Um, But, <laughs> you know, just being comfortable in who I was. Um, The teachers were like family, um, definitely pushed you and um, to your limit. Um, sometimes I felt like they overdid it, but looking back, I really appreciate it because life be overdoing it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so they really prepared me for, um, uh, for where I am today. So I definitely, I love the Coppin State University. Okay. Period. I'm just going to say that. I actually have my shirt on HBCU grad. Hey. So yeah, hey. <laughs> period. Shout out to the HBCU grads out there. I'm getting. I'm, I'm close to it. I'm close to it. 
Almost. So Jazz, so Jazz, what what about you? Because you you have a very unique uh, seat at the table when it comes to college right now. Yeah. So in high school, I went to a private school, and like you, Tania, they did the whole listing your all the colleges that everyone gets into. Um, I was like in the top. So my class was very small. Um, I think we graduated like 50 people my senior year. And I was in, I was definitely in our top 10 um, for our class. But um, I remember I really, really, really wanted to go to Goucher College, um, Mm -hmm. which is out here in Towson. Towson. Mm -hmm. Um, And I actually applied early action there because they didn't have early decision. I ended up getting in and I just really, cause you know, Goucher is kind of like a liberal arts school. You get to design your own major if you want to, things like that. Um, and so I, that's where I was going to go until I started getting acceptances to other schools. And my mom was like, are you sure? I think you should look at some of these other schools And I got into um, Brown University and my mom was like, well, you got into an Ivy, so we're going to at least visit (laughs) and um, went to Brown for a day on College Hill and fell in love. And that's why I went to school. Um, So, you know, not only a PWI, but one of the Ivies. And I think my experience freshman year was hard. Um, So being from PG, I can go everywhere and feel comfortable because I see people who look like me every single day. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, white people are the minority. Flip that on its head. um, And I'm in Providence, Rhode Island, and I am starkly a minority. um, And even people who I think look like me don't acknowledge that they look like me. So I don't know if y'all know, but like Providence, Rhode Island has a large Cape Verdean population. And um, a lot of Cape Verdeans don't think that they're black. So it's very interesting when you um, see people who look like you and you like want to have that affinity and they're kind of like, nah, but we not you. Um, Classes being usually one of the only um and it's honestly why I so I did a double concentration when I was at Brown um in human biology and Africana studies and I did Africana because that was the only place that I felt like home um Mm -hmm. at Brown because I wasn't a minority in class um and I could look at my professors and they looked like me and I could read books by people who look like me and who wrote like me and sounded like me and all the things. And so I think it took me a while to kind of come into my own at Brown just because I was going through such a culture shock. But now that I look back on it, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything. Well, I would change a couple of things, but nothing about the, the school itself experience. Um, And yeah, it definitely set me on the trajectory that I've been on in terms of 
being a little bit obnoxious when it comes to like which schools I go to and and what where they are in rankings and things like that. Um, so I am a little bit of a elitist when it comes to that. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but yeah, it was a great experience. I have some of my best friends from Brown um, and love them, convinced some of them to move to the DMV. So that's always exciting. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's great. Wow, that's good. That's, that's good. I love in, it. in terms of, in terms of, um, I guess like graduate uh, programs. So I feel like we all have our, our graduate degree, or at least one graduate degree. Some are going back for yes, another. Clayton post. has two. No, wait, <laughs> yeah, there. two, and then yeah, I, one and done. Thank you. That's it. <laughs> that is wait, it. Wait, wait, let's yeah, let's not talk about the itch though. You you, you get your itch okay, occasionally. Yes, I do get my itch occasionally. <laughs> occasionally, okay, I do, I do, and then I snap back into reality. I'm like Tania, what are you doing? <laughs> Focus, <laughs> focus. This see, ain't for you, sis. This ain't for you. See, full full transparency. Besides me going back and getting the, the second master's, I wanted to have my degree from an HBCU. I told you I started at Morehouse. I didn't finish at Morehouse. Finished at Temple for undergrad. Then I got my MBA at another school, um, another PWI. But no, I want the HBCU degree. I'm trying to wear that shirt you got on HBCU grad. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's the only way to rock out. I got it. I got to go. So, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Second one coming. I think I'm definitely done after that. I don't see myself going to any doctorate programs like. Uh, yeah. Okay. Play going like, hit the uh, group chat. Like, yeah, I'm getting this. <laughs> like Miss Leonard over here. Let me start looking for. Uh, let me start looking right now. See, I told y'all that I get that itch when y'all talk about it. <laughs> no, <laughs> go to I, Morgan. I didn't. <laughs> I actually tried to look at HBCUs too when I was thinking about my doctorate. Um, I looked at Howard and unfortunately Howard doesn't have a school of public health. Um, and I knew I wanted a doctorate in public health. And so I, I tried to make it fit. I was like, Oh, a PhD, I could do a PhD and blah, blah, blah. But you know, there's a very real difference between a PhD and a DRPH. And so I, I couldn't make it work. And so then again, y'all, you know, I said that I'm elitist. And so when you get into the number one school, you got to go to the number one school. So well, you got to rock out. Period. You got to rock out. That's how it works. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, th- yeah th- those of you, uh, you know, listening, uh, I feel like you have to follow Jasmine's uh, healthequityjazz.com, but yeah, definitely follow her journey through the DRPH program because she, she sheds a lot of light on just the process and um, the experience that she this experiences with the classes and the professors and everything. So I feel like I'm, I, we're all in school with you. I mean, I'm living yes. vicariously yep. through you, you know? <laughs> I said this was a community degree. When I walk across that stage, everybody is walking across with me. I walk in too. I'm going to be like, yeah, <laughs> we did it. <laughs> right, right. All of that, we did it. So, 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 what about what about? Um, and Jazz, you you pretty much alluded to this already, but you said you wouldn't change anything like differently about your 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 college experiences. Um, would you have gone to college initially? Like, do 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 we all think college is necessary? You know, at this at this stage in the game. 
So for me, I would say yes. College was necessary. I think my master's is necessary. This doctorate is necessary, right? Like I, I think I've been very strategic in my plan. Um, what I will say is that I probably would have gone to college straight from high school, um, but I would have done a planned gap year between finishing college and going into whatever I was planning to do next. Um, because I will make a long story very short. I was in medical school right after graduating from college. And so, um, I clearly did not finish, did not graduate from medical school. Um, but had I taken that gap year, like a planned year off or even two years off, I think it would have been clearer to me that I wasn't, that I'm not destined to be a medical doctor in the way that I thought I was when I was, you know, three and four years old crafting out my life. Um, and so I, the advice I give to all of the people who reach out to me from Brown and from other schools, I, I always say plan a gap year. Like, I know that you feel like you're going to be off of your trajectory and, oh, people are going to pass you by, but plan a gap year. Plan two if you can. Um, work. Don't work. Travel the world. I don't know. If you have endless streams of money, like, just sit on your ass. But, like, plan a gap year because... There is no reason for you to rush through. And as I was just talking about in terms of people being 23 and an adolescent brain, please understand that your 23-year-old brain will thank you when you have some time to breathe and space things out versus just going from school to school to school. Like, it's just, we're not destined to do that. Like, it's nonsense. So that's what I would have done differently. I would have plan to actually take a break um, because I I had a lot of stuff going on and I probably needed a break, but wasn't allowing myself to acknowledge that. Um, so that's what I would, that's what I would have done differently. But I still, I still stand by the degrees that I have and the one that I'm working on um, because I know what they are going to do for me, mm -hmm. but I don't think that everyone needs to go to school. So. Yeah, I agree. I don't think everyone needs to go to school. I think um, just about what you want out of life and what you want to do. Um, there are plenty of people that go to college, drop out, become entrepreneurs and then become millionaires. Right. Um, one thing that I I do feel like if you are that person, don't knock the people that go to college, you know, for going to college because I think that's pretty big where some people that don't go to college they talk down on those oh college is for you know whatever I don't need college you know college is a scam <clears throat> you're you're fine you can say that you know but don't talk down on people that wanted to have that experience college is more than just going to class you know it's about getting the knowledge and, you know, getting, like, I learned so much from my professors. Like, literally, I went to one of my professors, um, it was a county professor, went into his office. I'm like, I'm crying. I'm like, I'm stressed. You're doing too much. He was like, I would never put too much on you that you can't handle. And I'm just like, dang. 
So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm learning this and I'm hearing this and I'm like, you know what, he's right. You know, um, so it, it was more than just getting a degree. It was learning so much like life less, like it was just, you were learning life lessons. You were learning how to live, you know? Um, and I'm not saying that can't be done outside of college, but, you know, don't knock those who, you know, want to go to college. They want to get, if you want to go get two masters, go get your two masters. I'm not knocking it. I love that for you. For me, I'm not going to do it, but I, I would never talk down on you because you want to get two degrees, you know? So it's, it's things like that where, um, you know, I, I do, I don't think college is necessary for everyone. Um, you know, it's, it might not just be necessary because I know, what was it? I think when I graduated, they were saying, um, even with your degree, you were still making less than a certain amount. So it didn't even make sense to get a college degree. I didn't care. I didn't care. I wanted to break generational curses. I wanted to be the first one in my family to graduate um, or go to college and graduate. And I did that. And then I went on, you know, four, was it two years later? I don't know, whatever, whenever I started and got my MBA. And that to me was like setting the trend, you know, for the younger generation, like, hey, like, I'm here to help you. You know, I didn't know what I was doing, um, you know, when I did it. But, hey, I'm here. I'm here to help. Shout out to my cousin who is now at Clark Atlanta University. Um, hey. So shout out to her, HBCU. Um, shout out to that you know, CAU fan. Yeah. Hey, you <laughs> so, see, I see, I see, I see. What up, guys? Yeah, Cuz Cuz doing her thing. She she living her life. She living her best life. Okay, <laughs> best life. <laughs> but um, you know, just just thinking about that, you know, and I don't push people to go to college. You know, I, I you know, if someone has a conversation with me, you figure out what's what's best for you. What do you want to do out of life? What do you want to get out of life? Um, and one thing I don't do is I don't scare people. Like I was kind of scared out of becoming a doctor because it was like, oh, the cost. If you're gonna go into so much debt, so much debt to become a doctor. Um, and that kind of scared me and, you know, turned me away from that field, which is why I ended up wanting to do nursing. Um, and then I ended up stopping, you know, doing nursing and, and went into accounting because I realized I can help people in other ways. I can still help and give back to my community without being a nurse. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, no, all, all facts. I feel like you both spoke the gospel. Um, I think the, what I would do differently and you know my parents my dad didn't i think he went to he did some uh, uh college he was a respite or yeah he retired two years ago now but he was a respiratory therapist didn't need a lot of school schooling for that but you can make a lot of money you know as a respiratory therapist my mom on the other hand she was she had she had two masters i think that's where i get it from jazz too she oh, has two masters and she actually uh started um you know, uh, when she was alive, she, she went to, uh, I think she was going for a doctorate, I want to say, but stopped. You know, she said, listen, this isn't for me. Now, I think she fe she finally found her limit and was like, I'm cool. But, um, you know, in terms of uh, college, I would definitely take that gap year, you know, try to figure out, like, what you really want, in, you know, explore, see the other things outside of your normal uh, environment. And... Uh, you know, if you do go, go to school, get someone to pay for you to go to school, you know, whether it's you get, starting a job, a lot of jobs nowadays, uh, you know, they don't have pensions or anything like that anymore, but they have tuition yep. reimbursement. So get that job to pay for you to go to school or even start at a community college. So I didn't, one thing I didn't mention when I transferred back from Morehouse, 
I went to uh, Community College of Philadelphia, CCP. Shout out to all my CCP alumni uh, out there. But I did that for two years and then transitioned to Temple. So, and I learned the same thing that I would have learned at, at Morehouse if I stayed down there for the first few years. You know, so definitely, I think that's, that would be one thing I would do differently um, is, you know, just, just learn. You know, just, just get someone to pay for you to go to school and just take that time to learn and figure out what you really want out of life. Um Honestly, I think during my gap year, if I didn't go to school, I probably would have become like a mechanic. Like I was always into like, you know, um, fixing things, especially cars. You know, when I got my first car, I was I was out there on a regular, just just doing stuff to it. And there wasn't nothing wrong with it. I was taking stuff apart, putting it back together. You know, so <laughs> who knows? Who knows what would happen if I didn't go to school? I probably would have, you know, a trade school. Trades nowadays are booming because so many people have degrees. Nobody needs, a lot of these companies don't want, you know, people with degrees now. They want people that actually know how to do the job. So, so look at those trade schools too. Definitely. Definitely. Oh, guys. Now I feel like really old thinking about being in college because that was. We had a time. (laughs) That was a while ago. Mm. My 15 year is next year. Really? Yes. Wait, undergrad. Yeah, I think undergrad. I'm headed. Yeah. 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 You, oh, yeah. yeah. Undergrad. I'm 10 next year. Am I 10 next year? No way. No way I'm 10. Oh, nine. I'm 15 yeah, next you, year. Yeah. So. Yeah. Because you're yeah, Oh, nine, right? No. Yep. Oh, nine. Yeah. Oh, nine. Yep. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I told you I'm old. No, oh, no, that's crazy. No, 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 no. I no, I'm doing my math wrong. I'm crazy. I'm tripping. It can't be. I'm I'm doing my math wrong. Yeah, because it'll be ten years. Yeah, no, I'm doing hold my math on. wrong. So ten years. Uh, yeah, ten, twenty, eleven, for me. Technically, twenty twelve because when I transferred, I lost credit, so I had to stay another year. So twenty twelve. So I had my ten year, eleven years. Yeah, eleven years for me. Ooh, goodness, y'all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm old. It's got me feeling old. <laughs> why we have to, why, oh, why, come on, goodness. why we have to bring that up? I was just fine right. not knowing, you know, as I, as I, that as it's I almost red, 10 years. I have my red, red cup. <laughs> Your red solo cup. <laughs> my red, oh man, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, speaking real, real of college, quick. what did y'all drink in college? <laughs> I know. That's what I was just. I was just yeah, talking about a red there. cup. Oh, oh man, college. That jungle Everclear. juice. That Everclear. That Vlad. That bottom shelf. Oh, not the not the Vlad <laughs> and Everclear. Oh, or the, no, no. What's the other one? Jacquees. What's the name of it? Jacquees, Jacquees, or whatever. Oh. That I mm-hmm. mean, I I could I could taste I have... Everclear now. Just talking about <laughs> yes. it. Yeah. PTSD. Nasty. I have yes. PTSD from Everclear. <laughs> When I see it, I'm like, oh, God, I can taste it. I can smell it. I can, oh, PTSD from Everclear. So I I never, never want to be that poor again. Mm. Y'all, I felt like I was, I was truly from West Baltimore. I was drinking peach parmesan and cranberry juice. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> How old are you? What's an old head drink? Stop. That is. That is. 
every, all day, well, not all day, every day, but like every day, almost every day, we were drinking Palmason, peach Palmason and cranberry juice. Yeah, gotta be peach. Can't yep. get no other flavor. And, and I don't, peach. and I don't like peach. I don't like peach at all. Like it, now if you ask me, like I, like I just don't do peach drinks at all, but give me Palmason peach and some cranberry juice and I'm good to go. Mm. I'm good Man. to go. Wow. <laughs> no, how about the, remember wow. the Four Locos? Remember Four Locos? So apparently I haven't lived life. <laughs> uh, apparently what? I haven't lived life because I never, so, you know, before they took them off the shelves, I was like, I'm not dying. The hell? I'm, I'm, I'm not signing myself up for that. Okay. I'm not doing it. Oh, man. They had me at, allegedly, it's crack in it. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> no, thank you. I'm not dying. Yo, I never, I never shit. finished the nope. can. I never finished the can. I couldn't. Like, I felt like I was just going to die. Never had one. Never, Thank you, Jazz. Thank you, Jazz. Oh, so I actually My had one. My yeah. friends would drink them, but I, I didn't drink them. Yo, See? Four Loco was different. Yeah. Right, y'all, had, no, y'all, had to, y'all had to have this because I saw it trending like a couple months ago. And I was like, they really put the uh, the price increase on these bottles. Teleport. I just had okay. I just had uh, my oh, first time man. trying it. Was this weekend? Was this weekend? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Not in the club. Don't, don't, I told was y'all. That the two, was that the two hundred fifty dollar bottle? No, 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 no. Oh shit! No, no, y'all. I went to the liquor store. <laughs> so they have oh, this man. place called I forget what it's called in Houston, and it's like a grocery store feel, but it's a liquor store, and you walk in, and they have like. You can wine taste, taste testing. It's a deli. You can buy like your cigars. Mm. Um, it's like a total wine or something. It's like a total wine, but with food. Uh, like a, they have like a hot bar. They have yeah, food. Wow. Oh, they have a hot bar. Yeah, it's like it's mm. like a hot bar. They have a deli. Oh. Like you can get sandwiches. Um, so yeah, it's kind of like it reminds you of total wine, but it's like a a hood version, like a corner store mm. type. <laughs> like with the deli and all of that. So yeah, it's not like an exotic. Whole Foods with liquor in it for the hood. Yeah, so that's where I got. That's where I purchased. <laughs> I didn't spend two. I actually spent six dollars. Oh, I was about to say, oh, yeah, I, I saw I was going for like sixty dollars. You know, you can and going in the club, really? hundred dollar bottle of Teleport. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why it's, it was it was trending. Like I'm like, all oh, these kids out here, y'all don't had no idea. You know, garbage. The shout out to all the garbage men. But my pop, you know, my parents used to tell me. The garbage man used to drink that after they shift, you know. That was it, or to, or to stay or to stay warm in the winter, you know. It, I'm cool. Stop. I'm gonna try yeah, it. Again. It's basically, I'm like a, yeah, it's like it's like a dessert. I think it's I think it's like a dessert wine drink or yes. something like that. Yeah, like man and chef is yeah. Kinda, shout out to Zoe. She told me that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's our next drink. Maybe that's the drink for next week. Nah, no, nah, not, yeah. not the There's a certain way you drink it though. Not the tea pain. <laughs> Not the tea pain. <laughs> Come on, we gotta do it for the culture. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. All right. All right. Know it. We're on it. That's so, okay. So that's our drink for next week. Okay. And before we go, y'all, I need to apologize <laughs> to my husband. Okay. Oh. I'm so sorry. I forgot to mention that I was married. <laughs> I didn't so think I about it. Pain. Like in the introduction. I was like, oh, dang, Clayton said it. Like, oh, yeah, let me say I'm married. Like, I, y'all, I didn't forget that I was married. I can't forget that. 
Um, I just forgot to mention it. So shout out to you. I love you. Um, and thank you for listening. <laughs> when you're coming up. Because he definitely listened. Yeah, he definitely listened to the episode. One year coming up. <laughs> I was up. like, warning. <laughs> <laughs> one year coming up. We're going to be in, where, where are we? In Cabo. Cabo for the one okay. year. Nice. Yeah, so I'm going to send y'all a picture with the clear water in my toes. <laughs> Mm, there you go. That's all we need. Don't post that one. No free foot show. No free foot photos. Uh, I'm about to look. Yo, I think yo, I can make some money off my up. toes. Yeah, you might have yeah. to come yeah. off of that. Yeah. Look, you right. Yeah, you're yeah, right. yeah. I heard I heard people making like a thousand dollars a picture. I, you know, my feet kind of kind of cool. I'm looking down there. I might be able to. You know, I don't know. Like, I think I can swing it. I think I can swing it. You know, feet don't even have to. They don't even have to be nice looking. People <laughs> like all types of feet. It's weird. I can make them spread too. <laughs> like what y'all want? Y'all want me spread that's them out it. for y'all? Nope, that's it. Goodbye, um, y'all. It's been real Until nice. Next time. It, this was a great episode. They, y'all we'll want me to pick week. up something with it? Bye, Tania. Bye. <laughs>